this sounds overwhelming, but I, I just, that's what I want to encourage women in. Because it does sound overwhelming, but God gave us this role. And so he knew we'd be up for the challenge. Yeah. Welcome to the Eileen Marks Podcast, with the heart to engage with women on the reality of life, the good, the bad, and the not-so-flattering. Eileen will explore all things women, discussing issues all women face with truth, reality, and rawness. Eileen will cover topics like marriage, parenting, emotions, health, and spirituality. Join Eileen and special guests as they explore the God-given influence women have in the world. Welcome to the Eileen Marks podcast, and today I am thrilled to have one of my daughters with me. Um, she's just, uh, she's an amazing mommy. She's a wife, and we have just been talking about um, her desire has really always been to to want to be a mommy, and and how she is, and how she's married is such an incredible story. But I want to get into introducing my daughter and. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so here's, um, we, we've talked about this a lot, and you've asked, you've called me, you've asked me things about being a wife and a mom, and tell me your thoughts, because you're a young mommy, you're still in your 20s, mm-hmm. you've been married seven years this year, um, tell me your thoughts living in 2022, what is it like being married and having children? Well, I think it's really easy to stay at home in my generation, but it's not the most sought out and the most popular thing. There is a movement of homemakers where there's so many YouTube channels that focus on taking care of a home. There's bloggers, Instagrammers, so I think there's a big movement, and so it's fun. It's fun for me to stay at home and to take care of the home and my daughter, but I think with anything, it can be hard because you can feel like you're not doing enough. Just, you know, sometimes you can kind of get to a place where I'm not doing enough because I'm just home. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. So I didn't know that there was a, there was a lot of YouTubers sharing stuff at the home. That's, that's really encouraging to me even your generation. Mm-hmm. So are, are they just showing how fun it is, how easy it is? What are they showing out there? There's a cleaning. There's videos called Clean With Me. Okay. And so they film themselves cleaning. And the first time I watched those, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, But it was so intriguing. And then I kind of started to get into it because it's really motivating to watch other women clean their homes and to take care of them. But they do meals. They do day in the life. There's all kinds of videos out there and blogs. I love that. So, okay. So there is a movement. You think young women your age are trying to not only live it, but they want to share it with other people. Yes. I don't think everyone. I think there's, you know, there's a good amount of, moms who I think they stay home, you know, who like to do this, but not everyone for sure. It's, right. Right. Oh yeah. There's, there's the women libbers out there that are very vocal. And, um, I've seen many of them put down motherhood. Many of them put down being a wife. 
simply because they don't understand the value of it. Right. Um, and maybe if we look back in their own childhood, maybe, you know, it was blown out. Maybe their mom wasn't there and she didn't know how to provide the things that are needed in a home because motherhood is a full-time job. It's a full-size job. There's no way to cheat it if you want to do it right. William, oh gosh, William. Is it Ross? William Ross in the 18th century said, a hand that rocks the cradle is a hand that rules the world. So that's 18th century. And they understood the value of mothers. Mothers really do propel their children into the world for good or bad. So tell me your, I guess, tell me the challenges you face as a young wife and young mommy today. I think comparing your home to someone else's, Mm -hmm. I struggle with making sure, you know, I want my home to be perfect, quote unquote. You know, I mean, I want, because I think it's enjoyable for someone to come to your home and it's clean and it's nice. I desire that. So that's kind of a practical struggle. Mm-hmm. That's pressure. Pressure I, I put on myself, I think, um, just because I am who I am. You know, I have my own stuff. I think motherhood is challenging. Well, today, I think the influence of social media can put undue pressure Because don't you think so many people put their best stuff forward, but the reality is none of that looks the way it does, right? Yes. I like to say Instagram, it's just one picture. It's a moment in time that is perfectly planned and posed, so to speak, Mm -hmm. right? And then you can, I don't have Instagram anymore, which has been really amazing. But even Pinterest, you know, you only see one part of someone's life one second of someone's day and then you expect oh I have to live up to that I want my whole entire life to look like that one picture but it's not reality so I think if you can learn that and hear from other women that's like my life's not perfect there's struggles you know as a mom as a wife Mm -hmm. it's helpful and it's encouraging and that's what I want to do I want to encourage other women because I need to be encouraged just by stepping into this space and showing people, because you have, you're starting a new blog. Yes. Okay, and it's it's going to be called? The Lost Art of Homemaking. Which I love because Thank you're you. bringing the importance back into it. And just like you get, you benefit from people posting how to clean, how to organize. That's all part of it. Yes. I mean, I remember being a young mommy. I was not such an organized person. That's not how my brain worked. So I was teaching fitness. So I would have people come in and help me organize who were really good at it in exchange for fitness. Now, I know that you, you love doing calligraphy. You love doing decorating. I mean, you have skills that you do, right? Have you ever uh, bartered with somebody? No, I would say my skills are all in a work in progress. But well, <laughs> what is that? What, what do you like to do? I like interior design. Okay. Hand lettering, it can be, it's fun. And there's not so much to do. 
So you actually are so gifted at calligraphy. Thank you. I personally don't feel like I'm that gifted at that because there's so many women. That's one thing I'd like to point out because there's so many women who do the same thing mm-hmm. that you can feel like, well, I'm not as good as them, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you're not gifted. I'm speaking to other people. Right. Just because, you know, they might have this huge business that they're doing. Does that make sense? Yes. Or, you know, it doesn't lessen what you're doing. Of course. Does that make sense? What, what, let me ask you a question. Because to me, if you love doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. you'll do what you love doing. so see our parents would say do what you love to do and you'll love doing it yes so don't follow the bandwagon because we all have skills we all have gifts and talents that god gave us and i don't the idea of measuring myself to somebody else to me is a waste of time so you you, I think you're gifted. I think you're a gifted artist, and you've you've used that. You've used that in weddings. You've used that. The beautiful thing, your home, you can do that. You and your husband have decided he goes to work, and you stay home. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is like that is the perfect recipe because he's working. He's provided the household income. You're also working, but you don't get paid for it. You don't get a weekly right. paycheck. But you do, you are investing. Yes, we have our roles. Yes. Before we got married, my husband wanted to make sure he was making enough so I wouldn't have to work. And that was what he wanted. I never, that's just something that he wanted for his family, his future family. And then now here we are, which I love it. And it's a work in progress. You learn. I mean, that's why I want to start this project one of the reasons is so I can learn from other women because I don't have it all together. I don't know. And I think the word homemaking is, it's a lost word. There are women who do it and they do post about it, but overall I don't think it's celebrated like it used to be because, you know, it's the fifties housewife and it's demeaning and, you know, it's degrading to a woman Mm -hmm. to be home, but I don't think so. It's to me, it's only degrading to those women who don't understand their value and to the husbands who don't understand the value of his wife and and mother of his children being home to raise the children. Do you remember the quote I used to have on my window seal? Mm-hmm. What, what does it say? I am the caretaker of my home, mm-hmm. her husband, so he can take care of, what was it? The, the nation? nation? Who, who said that? Nancy Reagan. Nancy Reagan. She was the first lady, Ronald Reagan's wife. She saw the value of her job being home, taking care of her husband. I love that. She saw, she can do so many things, and a lot of first ladies get involved in projects outside, Mm -hmm. right? They want to make a name for themselves. They want to start a program or initiate something. And she may have done that, but Nancy Reagan, to me, understood how important her role was. Now, not all of us are going to have the president of the United States as our husband, but it doesn't matter because it's, it is what a wife contributes to her husband. And I love 
Proverbs 31 says, The heart of her husband safely trusts her. He will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. That is a wife who understands her value, who understands her position of influence, because a wife that invests in that position, that sees that her husband trusts her, he will have no lack of gain all the days of his life. Heather, mm-hmm. that to me is a woman who is very intentional. And also in Proverbs 31, it says she watches over the ways of her household. Yes. And so that's a full time job. It is. It yes. really is. Can And I know now, now I worked when I raised you mm-hmm. children. But it was at my leisure. It's like you doing your calligraphy work or overseeing a project. It is not. I was not the moneymaker. I did what I liked to do when it was convenient for me. And I wasn't responsible. It wasn't pulling my responsibility from the home outside. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, here's the other side of the coin. Is there are some moms that have to work. Mm-hmm. For a number of reasons. Maybe their husband. Single moms. Single moms. Maybe their husband's not working. Um, so being a mom is is not an easy job. I just had a picture. This might sound really stupid, but I'll say it. Like the Proverbs 31, the, the picture that God has given us as a woman, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's it can be the same mold, but what you fill the mold with is different for every single woman, and it's not going to look the same. Does that make sense? Yes. It's I, like when you make soaps <laughs> yes. and you pour different color soaps or, you know, whatever it may be, yes. it's not going to be the same. Yes. Does that make sense? Of course. So it, yeah. Because every household's different. It, yeah, so this isn't like every woman you have to do this, this, this. The exact same thing I do because my life is so different from yours. Right. So I think the, you know, Wherever you are in life, you take care of your family in the best way you can. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what women need to be encouraged in, right? So what would you say would be the top three things in, in the home that are non-negotiable? For all women or just in my home? For you, I mean, what works for you? But what do you think, what are the three ingredients that you know if these are lacking in homes, uh, it makes it very challenging to have a healthy home? Respect and submission to your husband. Okay. I think those, you have to have those if you want a peaceful home. Okay. So elaborate. Respect. What does respect look like to you? You respect your husband and his role in your home. You don't try to assert your authority, which I have been guilty of. You let him lead, and you respect his decisions. You know, you can have conversations, and your voice is so important, and he should respect that. And this is, I'm not talking about men, because there's a whole other side of it where men don't treat their wives correctly. But this is just about a, a godly woman who wants to honor the Lord. Yes. I think okay. submitting, so, does that make sense? Yes. So what about those women who 
don't have a godly husband. And, um, well, it's very challenging for her. You just have to go back to the word of God. If God touches on that, if you don't have a godly husband, mm-hmm. you know, you, you be the example. You know, without a word, you could win him over, right? Is that what the Bible says? Yes. Your conduct. So you just have to stay close to the Lord. That would be extremely challenging because women, it's, it, we need to be led, I think. Yes. <laughs> right? It's a lot. We could lead. I think there's a lot of strong women who could lead. Of course. But I think it takes the pressure off of us, mm-hmm. you know, if our husbands are able to. And now I will tell you, when you were little, your dad and I had a lot of struggles. And I don't know if you were aware of that because you were little. I remember you went to the Philippines one time. Yes. Was that because that <laughs> you needed a break? No, that was actually a mission trip. Oh, okay. One of my instructors and I went to the Philippines. And I came back, and your dad had cut both of you <laughs> and your older sister's hair. And I got a perm. <laughs> <laughs> and he was nice enough to keep the hair and put it in a bag for me. <laughs> That was gone for 10 days. I know that was the longest 10 days of your dad's life because um, he wasn't used to taking care of you guys. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, yes. He actually rearranged all the furniture in our little house that we had, and, um, yeah, that was fun. (laughs) You know, Heather, I I didn't even care. I just missed you guys so much. I was just so happy to see you with your little blunt haircut. (laughs) So respect respect and you said another word submission submission okay submission today is an ugly word yes so it seems to me the way our culture is it is so archaic it's like are you kidding you're living in the dinosaur age so but it's biblical it is so what does that look like submission i think allowing your husband to lead giving you know you you can give input, but at the end of the day, the decision he wants, it's that's the decision that should be made for your family. I think that's what it looks like. You know what I picture is a general in the army. He has a mission, and he relies on the support team to accomplish that mission. I see husbands, if they're following the Lord, right, and their hearts are in the right place, they're listening to their commander-in-chief, which is God. They have a task to do. They rely on their wives to get that goal met, to, to make sure they get to wherever it is they need to go. And he doesn't dismiss his wife. In fact, I think a wise man would recruit the wisdom of his wife. Mm-hmm. and the advice of his wife because he knows that she's got value. But at the end of the day, the mantle is on his shoulders. If it if the mission fails, it's on his shoulders. If the mission is successful, it's on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. So submission, Heather, today, it has never changed. But I think when we talk about it, when we talk about it, I think we need to help people understand what it really looks like. Yes. And I, it's hard when 
a husband does not honor and respect his wife the way he should, because I don't, that would be very hard to submit. So, but even if they don't, that's where I think women can pray for their husbands. His prayer is powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does it say that again? About submission? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we need to explain to people today in our century that it, it isn't a bad word. It isn't, but here's what submission looks like. It, I mean, the Bible also says husbands and wives submit to one another in the fear of the Lord. So you mentioned a wife having to submit to a husband. Maybe he's abusive. Maybe he's a tyrant. And, I mean, just like wives, husbands are to love their wives as Christ loves the church, even if she's a miserable person to live with, right? There are no conditions on that. There's no conditions on wives respecting and submitting to their husbands. Even if I don't feel like it, even if you're being really mean, even if you're being a tyrant, the only thing, Heather, that we need to be careful and we have a right to stand up is if our husbands are being disobedient. And if they're asking us to do something unbiblical yes. or disobedient to the Lord, yes, then I don't think... We submit to the Lord first and foremost. That's right. And then our husbands. That's right. And for those women who maybe their husbands are not disobeying, but they're just really hard to live with. You know who I think of? Who's an incredible example, a woman in the Bible? Don't let me guess. Abigail. Yes. Tell tell her story. Do you know her story? Was her husband Nabal? Yes. So David, King David, before he was a king, he had his band of men, and they were traveling. I don't want to butch this story up. But they came across this man named Nabal, and they asked him for food and water. Mm-hmm. And this man was so rude and disrespectful and you know, pretty much said, no way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think it was a feast. There was some Jewish feast at that time. Mm-hmm. Where they had to celebrate it, right? I don't recall. I, I think so. So, what happened? So, David, in anger, he went back and he got his men and they were going to go wipe out Nabal, Nabal, however you say his name, and his family. Mm-hmm. And Abigail heard what her husband did. Mm-hmm. And so she, because her husband was drunk, mm-hmm. and so she loaded up supplies and food and brought it to David and humbled herself and took really the fault for her husband, Mm -hmm. even though he was out of his mind. And didn't the Lord end up killing him? Yeah. And David actually ended up marrying Abigail. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's always going to happen. No. If you married a tyrant and (laughs) a future king comes to you and, you know, takes you as his bride, that, I mean... What are the chances of it happening? But here's, Abigail was known as a very wise woman, and she was beautiful in appearance. So God blessed her, gave her wisdom, and I can't imagine the husband she lived with. He was a wealthy man. He was an arrogant man, and he was a prideful man. That caught up with him. So for those women who are married to really challenging husbands 
I would say your prayer is going to be your greatest asset. And I don't know how long it's going to take, but if you continue to pray for his heart, because there's a scripture that says that God can move the heart. God can change a heart. And we can't, as women, we can't. We nag and we just make things worse. But if you commit to praying and asking God specifically for those things that you know are right for your husband and and just commit it to prayer and and watch the little changes because you know our hearts are um our hearts are vulnerable our hearts are susceptible to a lot of doubting and depression and anxiety and all these things when our household is not in order, especially if our husbands are not walking with the Lord. But if we step out and we do what the scripture tells us to do, that's going to be our greatest tool. I think there's blessing involved for the wife. And two, I was just thinking, you know, if a woman's husband is horrible and miserable, I think you married him. He might have not been what you thought, but you made that commitment to the Lord. And if you're faithful, even though you may be having a hard time, but if you're faithful to pray and, you know, to pray for him, I think God can really bless and he can do his part if we're doing ours. I believe that 100%. It may not be immediately, but we know people who have shared that story. Both sides, husbands and wives. The spouse, they didn't leave. They just prayed and they watched God do what they can't do. So it's a journey, isn't it? It is a journey. We say, I do. We don't even know what we're saying I do to. We just, you know, we're in love and everything is good. And then life happens. Life happens. Yeah. Kids happen. And it's all wonderful, but it brings new challenges. It does. As well as blessings. Yes. And so many times we get opportunities to grow. I know your dad and I, we grew up together. We we went through a lot of challenges, and I'm so grateful that before we got married, there was no back door. And mm-hmm. we weren't waiting for the opportunity to say, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And we had those, but we trusted God. We knew God had us. And now looking back, I can go, oh, God, thank you for giving us the faith we needed to get through this next challenge. I mean, we've had challenges. We've had victories. We've had success. We've had hard time. It's all, but that's all part of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at a couple married 50 years. Do you think they've had hard times? Absolutely. Yes. It's not if they're going to come. It's when and what are you going to do? in those you know challenging times and I think marriage is a I think it's first and foremost a commitment Mm -hmm. you know and are you committed to that person it's easy to say you're committed when you're feeling all the love feelings but when life happens like you said are you still committed to them I think for women you can show your commitment by praying for your husband and it can be it can be challenging Especially if you disagree on something. <laughs> right. 
You know, that's where submission comes in too, though. I was listening to a study and they're saying it's easy to submit when you agree with them. Yes. What are you going to do when you don't agree? And I think that's where you actually start having to submit. Yes. It is. Because you have to actively. Right. You have to, you have to look at the whole picture, the greater picture. And even if you don't agree, this is what I've done. All right, Lord, you you know what's happening here. And whatever happens, whatever consequences happen, it's not going to be on me. It's on the husband. It's on the husband. And I think that's kind of comforting. I know that puts pressure on them. Yes. Because if we just follow their lead and we're doing our part, God will take care of the rest. And and encourage them. Encourage them. And even if they're not doing what we think they should do, I think a little encouragement goes a long way. It does. I, it does. And I think, one, if you know, if a woman is following or married to a woman who's following the Lord, and you might disagree, you can trust God that he's going to lead them. Yes. So it's not you're just putting your trust completely in your husband, but you're putting your trust in the Lord. Yes. And also treat them how you want to be treated. I know we're very different, but I think people like to be spoken to kindly and in a loving way and patient. Mm-hmm. It can be hard. But I think because women and men are so different, it's, you know, I can say things that if my husband ever said to me, I'd be turned upside down. Yes. I, but it's like, well, he can, you know, take more because he's a man or he's a husband. Just, you know, even in conversation or arguments. They still have feelings. They do, even though they are typically stronger than us. Yes. I I heard this quote a long time ago that says, a woman can make her husband feel like a quarterback or a water boy just by her words. And I don't know why we are gifted as women with that ability um, to build up and tear down, but... It is, um, it's so powerful, the influence we have. Mm -hmm. I've seen in our marriage, and I've seen in your marriage, I've seen, um, I've seen you guys, you know, verbally build each other up and are grateful, and it just goes a long way. And, And guess what? We have little ones watching how, as women, we speak to our children. And for me, I've, it's, you know, it, it's backfired too because I've heard children mimic what mommies are saying. Kids are very smart. They're, Listen. <laughs> they, they are very smart. Even though they're, they're completely turned away, they may be watching TV, they're listening. They are. They are. And, you know, if someone's in a place where maybe – there's not a lot of good things to say about your husband, I would say look for the good with where you're at, with where he's at, and build on that. Don't just tear him down because he's not doing what you think he should be doing. Or maybe he could be doing more, but he's not. Just encourage him with find one good thing about him and just build on that. And I have even used words that I wanted to come to life by calling things out that weren't there and thanking him and saying, thank you for doing these things. 
They weren't there yet. But those were powerful. And he's done the same thing to me. Some I remember being a young mommy. I was a wreck. Three little ones. I could not get order in my household. And your dad one time said, honey, thanks for taking care of the house. <laughs> and I remember looking around going, really? I have no order. But that injection of him saying, thank you for taking care of the house, it made me go, wow, thank you. I don't think I'm doing a good job, but I appreciate that. I need that, actually, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm drowning here. Same thing for us, huh? Mm -hmm. We need words of encouragement. And I think women should encourage other women. And yes, I've said this. I think every woman can have a blog because everyone has something to share. Not everyone wants to have one, Mm -hmm. but because there are so many. But everyone does have something to share. Mm -hmm. And so my hope is to be able to encourage other women not just in the home but in your marriage and in parenting Mm -hmm. because it all kind of encompasses the word homemaking to me yes and to take out the feeling of competition Mm -hmm. i i believe the enemy works so hard to try to make a woman feel inadequate make a mommy feel inadequate and uses other people to reinforce that because of what she's seeing on social media. But the reality is, you said it, you know, it's hard. And we're kind of all in the same race here. We're all in our lane. We're all trying to, to do the best that we can. And just sometimes that injection of hope. And sometimes I'll see a mommy in a grocery store with three or four kids, and I just say to her, you are doing such a good job. You're a good mommy. Because I remember going shopping with my three kids. And how challenging it was if I can just make it out of the store with my mental faculties <laughs> in place, I would be so grateful. So that's so injecting hope. You're doing a great mm-hmm. job. And also, because it is challenging to, let's go back to the home for a second, to keep a clean home. Mm-hmm. But so I want to gain wisdom and advice from other people and things that I learn and share it. So maybe... There is hope to have a clean home because I think so many women give up and say, forget it. You know, there are seasons where that just might be the reality and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That is okay. But if there are practical tips and tricks to like keep your home clean, because it does help. It helps. I think everyone, you, some people can thrive in a mess and God bless them. But I think for the majority, it's, it's nice to have a clean home. You can think better. It's a lot more peaceful. And enjoyable to be home. I so agree. I mean, the clutter, the clutter makes stress. It does. I, I think it, it it does not create an atmosphere of peace. So there are some people that have a harder time like that. I'm I struggle with that. I'm not organized. I like to be. My husband says I just kind of save up the mess and then I'll clean it all at once. Right. I'm not so good about cleaning up as I go. Yeah. He's good at that. I'm not, because I know I'm going to clean it, Yes, but I end up making more work for myself. You're welcome. <laughs> Did I get that from you? <laughs> you been a wife and mommy seven years, and you've grown. And I'm still growing. And you will. Always. You, I, you will. I think there is a point where things become rote. You don't even think about it, and you're doing it, right? Because you've been right. doing it for so long. But then I think also, once you have it down, life changes. You have another baby. That's right. And then, you know, and then even a baby, it's like there's so many different stages where you think you have it down 
and then, oh, it's okay, time to readjust. Yes. And that's okay, too. And I think maybe it's, you can get lost. And like, well, I don't, in kind of getting a habit or yes, a routine in your home, because things change so often sometimes. And to be flexible. I don't know if this was your last one out of the three, but did you say grace? No, I didn't. Okay. Oh, wait. So we said the three non-negotiables yes. in our home. I don't fully understand that, but I think for a home to run peacefully, is that kind of the yes. it, right. respect? A place where husband? everyone wants to be. A place where everyone, this is home. You can take off your shoes, let your hair down, be at peace, be mm-hmm. at rest. I think you can have so many different like categories of, you know, and this, these three are non-negotiable. And does that make sense? I think loving your kids, that should be a non-negotiable and having grace, patience for them. Yes. And then grace, grace for yourself. And I think for others, I think so. I think grace, like love covers a multitude of sin. I think grace creates an atmosphere of acceptance and peace and love and Sometimes you just have to let things go. And it helps you to kind of unwind and not have this great expectation of yourself and others in your home. Mm. Grace is um, it's such a beautiful gift to give to people mm-hmm. and, and yourself. It is because it frees you from a lot of expectations, you know, trying to make everything perfect because it's not. Nothing's ever perfect. Mm-hmm. When you realize it's not, you can have grace and say, okay. And you learn, and then you just keep going. And I think grace is lacking in our culture today. It is. There's a lot of judgment. And harshness and unpredictability and things that make people spin. They don't have traction. So I, I think grace in our home so, so we have, we have four pillars in our home, and that's that's one of them that, that we like to talk about because it really does, it creates this atmosphere. And you always say the woman is a thermostat of her home. Yes. So I think for women, we need to be just mindful mm-hmm. of how we act and how we respond. Yes. It does set the the tone of our home. And I think with homemaking, yes. we have such an important role yes, in so many different ways. Yes. You know, if you're not fortunate enough to have someone come in and clean, you're the housekeeper. You know, if you're the cook, you're the assistant, you're the bill payer, you know, the errand runner, yes. the babysitter. Everything. Everything. There is so much that happens in a home. This sounds overwhelming, but I, I just, that's what I want to encourage women in. Because it does sound overwhelming, but God gave us this role. And so he knew we'd be up for the challenge. Yes. And you don't have to do it all at one time. No, and you can ask for help. Yes. Ask for help. I think people, like I have to do this by myself. I think that's a struggle. Going back to what what things that I've struggled with in a home, it's I have to do it myself. And that causes stress. Because, you know, I'm going to, like, I'm going to do this myself. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want anyone thinking that I can't. It's like, no, it's. Nice. I still struggle asking for help, but I think it's starting to get better, and it's a lot better. <laughs> I think that's such a good point. I have a lot more peace. Yes. And, like, 
Like if you have a skill, someone else doesn't have a skill, and you change that, that's beautiful. That, that, the barter system has been around forever, mm. and it does help lighten the load, and you know it gives you an opportunity to be relieved of some things at some point. And, and what about the single mom? Heather, can you imagine being a single mom? I can't. Um, I can only imagine how crazy it is, but I've seen beautiful single moms who take care of their kids, and they do such a wonderful job of it. You know, I can't speak from personal experience, but it, I just I know that God gives grace and he gives strength for when we need it. Mm-hmm. I think in times when you're like, we can't do this, it seems impossible. Well, that's where God steps in. And so we don't have to do this alone, even if we are. Yes. Physically. Yes. This has been such a good um, conversation. A little chit-chat. A little chit-chat. I think it's a good intro, because there's so many. There's so many aspects. There really are. We'll, we'll do this again, and... Um, I think that we could, we can continue talking because um, there's so much that goes into homemaking, and I'm so excited about your your new blog. Thank you. My hope is to turn it into a a, a coffee table book. I think. I love it. I have so many ideas, so I just got to hone it down to one thing. But I just wanted something pretty. Yes. That can be out for display, but it's also practical, and you can. Read it and go through it, and there'll be cleaning tasks that other women are doing with you. Yes. So that's... Well, I, th- well, I think if you continue going, when you look back, you, you'll have all this content. Yes. It'd be easy to put into a book, coffee table. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Thanks I love having you, me. my daughter. I love you. I hope I made this sense. This is great. Of course. I'm not a gifted speaker. Yes, you are. No, I you communicate very well. And I think you will help young mommies. Well, I hope, because I myself need so much encouragement. And I appreciate input from other women and learning things that they've done, that's worked for them in their marriage and raising their kids and taking care of their home. I, I appreciate that. So I hope other women can appreciate this endeavor. I have no doubt. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work Eileen is doing around the world with her husband, Victor, at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.